This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to mindsetwellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date, and use code seeing other people at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Sure thing. Uh, let's go by the name Anonymous, and uh, I'm here to talk about the trials and tribulations that I had to go through to get to where I am today, finding my one and only, literally, my soulmate. Oh, I love, love to hear that, and I am really excited to hear your story. When I saw your email, I was like, oh my god, this is so in in a way it's so unique, but in a way it's also so representative of what so many of us go through. Um, I'm actually going to read your email if you don't mind, just so everyone kind of gets a little backstory of sure what thing. we're going to get into. All right. <laughs> Please go for you, it. <laughs> you said, I've had some incredible dating experiences, which ultimately led me to finding my fiance engaged just a week ago, but I have a great story to tell about the roller coaster it took us to finding one another. Over 300 first dates in a year during a pandemic without any exaggeration. Diligent note-taking turned dating strategy was an adventure. First of all, congratulations. That is so Thank incredible you. and so exciting. And I love love. So I'm very happy for you. Straight up, the butterflies are still going and heart is still skipping a beat every single day. And it's like we do this really cute thing where like every day when she comes home from work, I will get down on one knee and like pretend we're doing it all over again just for fun. And she, yeah, she loves that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that's incredible. We're going to obviously have to hear the proposal story, but we'll save that for the end. So everyone's got to sure stick thing. around for that. <laughs> so, okay, I have to ask what led you to going on 300 first dates in a pandemic? Like what was going on in your life um, going into the pandemic where you were like, this is what I'm going to do. Did you intend to do that? Like how did this all unfold? 
That's a really great question. I think naturally uh, during a pandemic, people would want to probably stay super safe. I think there's an element of what classifies as a date in order to make this number work. And, uh, you know, I what I am considering a date to be in the pandemic pandemic would be a virtual date included or in person. So once you add in that level of virtual, things become a whole lot easier. And it actually made me realize very early in the pandemic that I wish this was just standard protocol for like all of life without a pandemic going around. Because you could probably attest to this yourself. Everybody else who's been on a date can attest to this, that when you go on a date with somebody, probably within the first, give it two minutes, I would say like 30 seconds, but let's go with two minutes of that date, you know, whether or not there's like a good vibe. And I think you could probably save a lot of time and hassle and just expedite the process. If you could call it an interview, but have a virtual meet first, but I embraced it. I know a lot of people at the very beginning of the pandemic just said, absolutely not. I'm just going to wait until things are back in person. And I was like, that's such a time waster. You know, life is passing by and there's no time like the present. And maybe it's a personality thing, but I actually really embraced it. And I loved the idea of meeting people online, literally online and having our first date online as well. You could do fun things. It's not just sitting there having a coffee, right? Yeah, I really have a lot of respect for all the people who did what you did and and went out, not physically went out at the time, but like who approached people on the apps and said like, do you want to do like a video chat date? Like, do you want to grab a drink on on FaceTime? I'm curious how people reacted to that. Like, was everyone you talked to like super down for it? Because like I, at the time I was working at Hinge still and I was creating content about video dating. Like all of my meetings were like, okay, we have to figure out how to video date so that we can teach other people how to do it. All the while, nobody was asking me to do a video date. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I want to do one. No one's asking. I know I could ask, but now I'm afraid like since nobody's asking, maybe they don't want to do it. So what do I do? You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol and so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair, and honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 dollars off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people.
seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for For serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin-D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin-D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin-D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Oh my God. First of all, I didn't realize that you worked at Hinge and that just makes this thing come full circle because I met, well, there's actually a story behind this, but I met my now fiance on Hinge and it oh. was one of those success stories. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it was hit and miss. I think there were a bunch of matches where they're just like, nah, I'm not interested in meeting. You would even know before you even start talking to them because I think people who were against it were very vocal. They included it on their profile for the most part, being like, don't ask me to meet until after the, you know, after 
uh, COVID passes, but um, <clears throat> I think it just comes up naturally otherwise. And so when you're chatting, from my recollection, uh, you would say, okay, unfortunately we can't meet in person, but are you like down to like FaceTime sometime or like maybe, maybe do something super distant? And if they weren't up for super distant outside, you know, virtually it was just the natural next step. But like, I tried to make it fun. Yeah. Uh, there, there's an element of, I don't know, a chore when you have to meet somebody online. It's like a, a business meeting and it doesn't have to be like that. Like I kind of set it up every single time. Okay, bring a drink, bring a drink. What drink are you bringing? And like, or set up really fun rules. Like, okay, you know, this is like a PJ's virtual date or hey, we're, go to the rule of the date is you got to be in an interesting spot and you got to explain your spot to me. Don't just do it from home and in your kitchen or living room, like be at a park somewhere or something. Um, and it really shook things up. And I think it made it more interesting and it gave more topics to talk about. And like, some lasted five minutes, some lasted literally two, three hours. And it was really fun. Wait, okay, the ones that lasted five minutes, how did you cut them off? How did that happen? Okay, straight up, I think if you know that there's a, not so much of a good compatible vibe, you know, like, right away, like what I said. And so I, I, sometimes being straight up, being like, this isn't really working out, is it? And, like, be like, yeah, it's not working out. Okay, talk to you later. But there are other ones oh where... I think you also don't want to offend anybody. It does, it does walk a fine line of being respectful. And I am very guilty from time to time of pulling the, oh, you know what? My mom's calling me on the other line. I, I got to run. I got to run. But I'll, but I'll message you, you know? And I think we've all done that to a degree. That It was rare that it We're came all guilty. up. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So as you were doing these, first of all, like, I really love what you said about making it fun, you know, and, and sometimes it can feel like it's a business meeting or something. And I think people sometimes approach dating the same way. They're like, Oh, I have to do this. Like I have to go on this date. Otherwise I'm not really putting an effort into dating, but like they go on the date, not being excited about it, like not feeling interested in the actual date. And so I think what you did by like, saying that they had to be in an interesting place or somewhere not their home or bringing a drink or pajamas. Like, I think that's just such a good way to make somebody feel comfortable and make somebody feel like you care, you know, like you're already setting the stage to like have a good experience together. And I think that's something that like people shouldn't necessarily just go to the same like drinks bar, like the same cocktail bar, like every <laughs> single date, like they should plan to like, maybe there's a food that they really want to try and, like go to that restaurant instead. So that worst case, like absolute worst case, like at least they tried a new food or like they got to go to a place that they've been dying to go. And I think that's something with just first dates in general that people really miss out on opportunities to have better first dates. I completely agree with you. I, I, I think at the end of the day though, it does come down to personality, you know? Um, and, and do you as the person engaging people on apps have a personality that's inviting and and able to take this on because I could tell you right now if I was well maybe I am an introverted extrovert to some degree but if I was like radically one or the other it might have been too much or too little to make it work and so that's I think it was just a, the, the perfect mix of dynamic and but that kind of leads to what am I doing? Am I wasting my time? Am I going out on this date? Like you mentioned it yourself I think what did, what did you say? You said something about um was it being nervous to go on a date or is it worth your time or whatever the, the nerves are that lead to a date? Um, I had so many of those 
And it even happened with the person who I eventually got engaged to, where when we first swiped each other, it didn't really hit off right away. Do I really want to go on a date with this person and commit? Well, okay, I mentioned five minutes before, but two hours to this person. Um, And your time is valuable. Your time is a sanctuary. And I think far too often do people either get too loose with that or take it way too seriously. I just decided at the beginning of my single life, don't think about it. Just do whatever comes naturally. But it became a favorite pastime. Okay, but let's set the stage because I do not work in an office. I work from home. I run my own my own business. And because of that, I have the ability to set my own schedule. It made my free time much more like maneuverable. And so if I had an interest in meeting somebody, I could just make it happen. And I think that's Were a you difference between me and somebody else. Before the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, I've been working okay, from home as for as long as I can remember. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's that's important to know just because now it's like everyone's working from home, but this is something where you were already ahead of the game with setting your schedule, like making time for the things you wanted to make time for and being flexible totally. about that. Yeah. Totally. I Okay, but there's one thing I should say because I know we're talking about like the 300 dates. It was straight up it was more than that but i didn't want to make it sound unbelievable in the original email i sent you it was way more than that actually um but the last time i was single um this would have been i don't even remember what year it was like 2017 ish like around then um and i was single for about a year and i had a very similar strategy of note-taking and labeling and listing the equivalent of it wasn't an excel sheet but like the equivalent of that and I realized that I went on over like 200 dates in the year. And so I, it became naturally a personal mission of mine to like, I'm going to beat that record. And then, of totally. course, virtual dates helped me expedite it a little bit. <laughs> of course. Okay, wait. Yeah, let's hear more about this note-taking thing. So what were you writing down, like coming out of the dates? What did you use or, or I guess what insights were you kind of questioning in terms of like if I if you want to see this person again and like how how did you build on each date and like learn in terms of moving forward like being better or finding better people for the next dates brave the uncomfortable those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases 
to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people, listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I, I have a very simple answer, but I think the long-winded one might be a little bit better. Um, I'll try to make it quick, but the last time I was single, I started doing this note thing. And I did it because of two things that happened, very similar things that happened re- like time and time again. And I realized I can't do this anymore. I literally need to make notes because of just the way my brain works. I will screw up again. And so what had happened is, you know, I'm going out on so many dates with so many different people. I tend to forget things. And so if I'm going out on a date with some, okay, you're uh, somebody named Alana. And then the, like the next week I go out with another girl named Alana. I'm like, uh oh, right. wait a second. Who said what? And then I, oh, yeah, you told me this story about your brother. I don't have a brother. Like things like that, or I accidentally call somebody the same name, the wrong name, or I bring okay. up something I spoke about with somebody else. And I just, I slipped up one too many times and too many times for my own senses. And I'm like, I need to get better. So I started making notes of the bullet points, like just point form, not like super detailed at first, um, but it would be okay. Uh, who is this person? First name, last name, if I have it. Uh, how old are they? Uh, what uh, color is their hair? What color are their eyes? Little things like that. Where did we go? What did we talk about? And this became a little bit too much for some of my friends to hear. They make fun of me to this day. But I wrote down what they wore and what I wore. And I thought that was very important because if I'm going down on so many, going on so many dates, I'm going to forget what I wore in what order. And it 
I don't want to wear the same thing again. And it's not that I would and like, who cares? But the truth is, is I would just have no strategy to wardrobe. So I don't want to like show up to three dates in a row wearing the same thing. And also I thought it would be helpful if I remembered what they wore too. So that became a thing. I would start with their name, the date count. So if I've been on like three dates with them, I would like write down, okay, now this is your fourth date with them and what they wore, what I wore. And then the, the rest of the uh, note taking would come thereafter. Wow. I, that's brilliant with the outfit thing. I know for me, like I always had maybe like two or three, like go-to first date outfits and, and then like second date outfits. But I knew that I wasn't going to ever like wear a first date outfit on the second date. So that I just wouldn't screw that up, but I could wear the same first date outfit on different first dates with people, like even in the same week. And it was just, I knew I felt comfortable. Like I knew I felt like it was the right type of outfit for a first date. So I think that's awesome that you did that. I'm curious, what did your friends think about this in general, like about how many dates you were going on, how many people you were meeting? They thought it was ridiculous. Like, I mean, let's just be real. Who who cares how many dates you're going on? Some people go on two in a year. Some people go on 200. I mean, it, but they, they used it as a, a matter of, you know, joking and laughing and giving me a hard time and like anonymous is black book. Um, what's in that and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I think, like they also realized that I am a very data driven person and they recognize that that slip up is unacceptable. It doesn't matter who you are. You should have a level of respect going into a date for the person you're meeting that you know what their name is. And if you forget their name, that is like, <laughs> that's a big problem. So this, this system, I would also, the system's useless unless you review the last date before the next date. So if I'm going on on a date, I don't know, this evening before I went on that date, I go back to the last date I had with that person. And I just like quickly review the notes. Like sometimes even on my way to the location, I'd be like scrolling up. But I'm going to show you the notes because this is literally in my phone and uh, it will never be deleted. And I'm, I don't look at this. I don't, <laughs> I don't look at this on a daily basis. You know what I mean? But it's just there and it's never been deleted. But like it goes down and down and down and down. And this is like, it just never ends. Um, you can see what I'm talking about. And sometimes it's extremely it's so detailed. funny. You I'm and I are going, actually very similar. Oh my God. <laughs> We're like very similar. I take notes of everything. I mean, I have a note in my phone of every guy I've ever kissed. I have yeah. my boyfriend and I have kept a note of like every date that we've ever been on and what we did and who we did it with and what show we watched. I was, yeah. Oh, you, you too. I, mean, I love <laughs> yeah. that. Oh my God. Okay. Literally for, me too. for our one year anniversary, he, Jake got me a like framed thing of our first 100 dates. Like, amazing, amazing, best gift ever. You need to do that. Okay, straight up, I'm taking that from you. I'm going to use that. That's going to be amazing. Because our anniversary is coming up, and I want to, I think I already know what I want to do, but that's a brilliant idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow that one. It, I can't take credit for it. It was all Jake, but it's amazing. It's, it's hung up in my room now. I think it's, like, the most thoughtful gift ever. But, um, no, I, I actually, like, really feel like, and, and I, I have friends who I know, like, keep notes of their dates and stuff too. I think the, what shocked me was like the number of dates, but at the same time, like it, in a way, like, isn't that extreme? Because if you think about it, like a date is, it, it isn't, it isn't. I'm conflicted on how I feel about it, to be honest, because yes, like there were some dates where you were talking to people for five minutes and then there were some dates that went on longer and stuff. But I, I guess I'm 
wondering how many of these people that you met like ended up becoming like second dates or third dates and what ended up being the kind of threshold for like cutting something off with somebody so you're, you're as you ask that question i'm pulling up my notes on my computer here thank god for iMessage and like that iCloud oh world, God, I I no, <laughs> um i'm going back before my current fiance i'm going back like several months just so i could reference it oh my god some of these are so detailed holy crap um okay so here's somebody like i i met them i'm i'm, I'm on my 392nd date since being single and i'm on my sixth date with them and i mm-hmm. could see exactly what we did and where we went and what happened during that date what i wore what they wore um and i remember this person and i remember thinking this person was extremely friendly friendly and you know to a certain degree made me like really happy and um but then i look above it and it was a first date with somebody and i just wasn't into this person at all the dynamic wasn't there there were some hits there were some misses um and i think you know there were even some close calls like there was one person specifically i got really close with we were hanging out probably every day if not every other day and got to know each other on such a personal level that okay weirdly it became kind of like the friend zone but dating friend zone and uh, I would never want to hurt this person ever and I actually ended up hurting this person because I was continuously dating and you know it is a life lesson and you live and you learn and you get better and but it does make me realize you know some of these people were just not a good fit some of them were very possible I mean I think there's also an element of are you dating for the intent of marriage and finding your life partner or your person or are you dating for just having fun or or just not even caring and just whatever you know all of the above and I think when I started dating this last time I was single I was up for all of the above you know I the pandemic started just as I was coming out of my last relationship and so being in lockdown really set the stage for I think self-care and self-reflection but then once the virtual date thing became somewhat accepted I jumped into it like head first and I was just like you know what it might be a way to distract myself at first but as long as I keep up this note-taking and I pull something positive out of this I'm totally okay with it so albeit it might have been a little too early to start dating in the pandemic um, I just jumped in and I think the life lessons I got from it is that it it's about meeting people and it's, it's maybe a numbers game. It worked out like a numbers game for me, like to a degree dating three over 300 people in a given year is absolutely ridiculous. Who needs to do that? I, do I even know 300 people? Well, this list tells me I do, but it, it's, it makes you wonder and realize like, what's the value in this? What's the worth? What I could say now is even looking back, some of those people that I met, uh, turned into literally platonic long-term friends. And that sounds weird because like I found my person through this process and I'm still to a degree in communication with some people I met, not in any romantic way, not in an intimate way, not in any way that's anything more than just strictly platonic. Um, but friendships actually came out of this <laughs> strangely. Con- connections like 
clients came out of this too. Like in the business world, like there are several people I went on first dates with. We knew right away we weren't going to hit it off, but then we added each other to LinkedIn. And even to this day, we're in touch and we have each other's backs in the professional world. Then there are some where I will never speak to again, uh, will never speak to me again, probably went sour for one or more many reasons, particular reasons. And um, yeah, I look back on that as a, a learning opportunity and a way to get better. Like even looking forward to my fiance and the family that we intend to have and, and children that we bring into this world. Well, when they start dating, what am, what's the life lesson that we provide to them? And I think there is certainly something I could pull from this experience that I can, I don't know, I could just help somebody else with. Even my friends that are single come up to me asking me for advice and I'm just like oh my god we're gonna start with your dating profile for one and we're gonna get that better because like if if you're not getting any matches right off the top I think it's it pinpoints itself to your profile we got to sharpen that up yeah and then then beyond that I think it's an attitude thing and what you bring to the table you know what are you looking for etc etc does that answer your question or did I just go in a complete circle no, that was amazing. That answered my question and, and brought up so many other questions I now have. First of which, since you mentioned the friends thing, I was just talking to another unfiltered guest, a friend of mine actually, who uh, and we, we got into the conversation about like going on dates with somebody and being being like, oh my God, I want to be best friends with this person, but like not knowing how to like make that transition and take it from like, okay, we met on a dating app and this is a date we don't see this going in a romantic direction, but like I actually value this person and want to have that friendship with them. But I think it's a really fine wine, fine line, fine wine that maybe that too, but it's a fine line to cross and to try and navigate where it's like, how do you actually turn what could have been a romantic situation into a friendship without hurting somebody without leaving somebody feeling confused or feeling like misled and, and led on. Yeah. I don't even know if I can answer that question. That's such a hard question to answer. I think it's different for everybody. You know, what might yeah. apply to one person might not apply to another. Um, let me think about that for a second. <laughs> can we circle back yeah. and I can get back to it? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You mentioned attitude. And one thing that I can't help but ask is like, in general, people, I feel like whether they're able to get a lot of dates or they're not able to get a lot of dates, but they're trying, they want to be going on dates. Dating can feel really exhausting after a while when you're like continuously meeting people and you're not finding like that right person. And I, whether it, it was in the time where you were like doing it to have fun or it was in the time where you were doing it to find a, somebody to have a future with. Like, how did you not let it bring you down? Cause in my mind, if it were me and I was going on this many dates, I know I would start to feel like, okay, like what's wrong with me? I'm going on, I'm getting these dates, but they're not turning into something. And like, clearly there's something wrong if I can't like find my person through all of this. Like, how did I not get let down? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it hits in two ways too. It's it's like being let down your yourself by your own determination to find somebody and not finding somebody. There's that. And then there's also being let down by people you actually like and have a vested interest with and want to make happen and, and like explore further, but they're not having it, whether they ghost you or just not a, you know, whatever it might be. So I think it comes from like two angles and, um, 
I, I come back to personality is everything and determination, but I won't lie. I've had really unfortunate, shitty, sad days. I think it's natural to have that where you're like, like, I'm not like I'm swiping. Nobody's matching. I'm talking to 20 people. Nobody's interested. Nobody's responding. Um, or better yet, you're just going on dates and they're just not turning into anything. You know, I, I think a lot more often than not, people ghost each other and that leads to a lot of mystery and confusion. And you, you might have like a vested interest in somebody who just doesn't have a vested interest back. So I think it's like all over the board. And if I remember correctly to how I was feeling at the time, I did confide in a number of friends and, you know, very close people in my life into like, what's going on? Hey, what do you think I should do in this situation? And they got me through it, but I did also teach me that regardless of what friends say, what family says, it does come down to yourself because like I got advice from friends, just drop it, just leave it, you know, or better yet, no, go chase that person. Hey, when should I send a message? They haven't responded yet. Two days have passed. Should I send a message? Like there's things like that that come up. And um, regardless of what anybody else says, you kind of just have to trust your gut. Because if you constantly go back to a support system to ask questions and find out to make yourself feel better, to find your, make yourself uh feel more confident. I think you will temporarily get that answer, but you're not going to, it's not going to teach you anything. You know, it's just going to come up in the future and then you're going to have to go back to them and ask them again. Instead, make your own mistakes. You know, yeah, you do yeah. risk this person not talking to you again, but what you gain is a lesson of, hey, that strategy didn't work for that circumstance. Just because you sent a message way too soon or you sent, okay, I'm not guilty of this. I, I refuse to do it. But everybody's been the victim of essay texts. You know, people, I think, oh, very quickly yeah. realize. Oh, yeah. Exactly, right? People very quickly <laughs> realize that essay texts do not do anybody any good in any situation. Um, but no. I think it's a matter of doing it first to learn and to realize, you know, um, I'm a big advocate of that. Like, fuck up all you can in order to learn. If you, if you continuously fuck up, you will continuously learn. If you are just perfect and peachy the whole way through, you're never learning anything and your strategy won't refine itself. Or if it does, it'll refine itself at such a lower pace. I'm all about making mistakes. How many mistakes I've made in over 300 dates in a given year? Like, that's ridiculous. Um, it, it, the, the count is endless. And if I went through my notes, I'd be able to probably every single date there was a mistake that was made. But I ultimately think that those mistakes shaped me and helped me become the person that I am. And, and ultimately made, put me in a scenario where I met the right person at the right time. And me and my fiance, we always look back at our dating stories and we say like, God damn, how come you weren't here a year ago? Or like, fuck, I wanted to meet you 10 years ago. Like, where have you been all my life? But then we also take a step back and we realize and we both agree that, you know what, as much as we both want that to be the case, it's perfect the way that it happened when it happened. Because our both of our experiences, whether they be positive or negative, were life-shaping and character-building and put us in a position to meet each other at the right time, in the right frame of mind. And it just sort of um, came together like that. Like if I could give advice to anybody, it's just be patient. It's going to suck at times. Yeah. It's going to be great at times. But regardless of the magnitude of each of those or the frequency, it's just be patient and stay the course. 
Absolutely. So it's funny that you mentioned like those conversations with your fiance about that, because my boyfriend and I have the same conversation all the time where it's like we met, we had both literally just lost our jobs, which we later found out we lost our jobs a day apart. Um, he prior to that was still traveling for work, even in the pandemic. Like I was not like in a place where I had, I met the right person. Like I think I was, I wasn't ready to make it work. Like I think there are so many things, a similar boat where it's like, we wish we had met earlier, but had we met earlier, we wouldn't have ended up being together. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful though? It's like a weird, beautiful misery, right? Or like bittersweetness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like, and I look back to some of these experiences of, of my dating life, call it, and I am just so fortunate I went through that and I hate the fact that I made people sad at times. And uh, I cherish the fact that people made me sad at times because of ultimately how it shaped me and put me where I am. And same with my fiance. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's just dating is a fascinating thing. It really is. It's like a human connection thing. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. That's one question I have for you is like, what did you learn about human connection through all of these experiences. And I'm sure there are so many things. And, and I do think what you said before relates where it's like, you have to make mistakes and, and be patient and stuff. But are there any people that really surprised you or made you learn something about yourself that you didn't expect to learn? Yeah. Wow. Um, can I just start off by saying emotional intelligence? Like, and and emotional maturity. I look back to myself as, I don't know, I think I was, what, when I really got into my first long-term relationship. I was in my early 20s. I was like 22, 23 years old. And I thought at the time I knew everything and I was making the right decisions and I was responding the right way. And while some of those might have been totally right, a lot of them were wrong. And I made a lot of wrong decisions. And I think over that time, as well as dating this many people on two separate occasions, the last time I was single and the most recent time I was single, um, <clears throat> my emotional intelligence really matured. Looking back at the old me, it's like night and day. You know, whether it's picking your battles or understanding when to make a joking situation out of something or better yet, just appreciating somebody else's time and somebody else's uh personality, wishes, wants, needs, uh, it, it really comes full circle after an experience like this. That's the one thing I've learned. And everybody is on a very different path at a very different pace. So I want to get married by, I don't know, whenever it is. I, I didn't really have a time, but other people might. You know, some people might want to meet somebody first and date them for like 10 years before settling down. Some people don't care and they want to do it in like three or four months. Some people don't want to do that at all. And I think that people's maturity and their own, what's the saying? It's like, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. That applies to it. Yeah. That applies to it as well. But I think the, like the foundation of all of that is emotional intelligence, like I look back to some of the girls that I've dated and even if it was just a like a one date or a two date thing and looking at those red flags that I could detect now but maybe not at the time I'm like oh my god I'm so glad I dodged a bullet with that one um but also at the same time yeah. people very I think it's probable that many people said that about me as well um yeah I think another element of what you could learn from this kind of experience about human connection is criticism. There was something I started doing 
maybe ha number 150, like halfway through, give or take. <laughs> um, I, if something didn't work out between me and somebody, I not forcefully, it has to be very selective when you do do something like this. But I ask them why and not from a position of I'm hurt and I want to feel better more so as in I want to get better at this. So can you just tell me constructively, like, why did this not work out? And like, hurt my feelings. I don't care. Tell me anything and everything about me and what I could do better to just date better. And I started asking that to people that I had been on dates with that didn't work out. And I got really good feedback. Some people just didn't respond, but most people did. And I think that helps too. And I think it's the, the human connection part. It's just about being open and honest, but not open as in telling all more so open about accepting and being open to the fact that some people are not like you and not everybody views life the way that you do. And that could be a very beautiful thing, but it could also be a very big indicator that maybe this person isn't right for you. Absolutely. And it's just as much about finding who isn't right that is, as it is as finding who is, because the more you find who isn't right, you learn what you do want and what you do value. And I think that's, incredible that you pushed yourself to ask for that feedback and that people gave it to you. Like, I think you went, you like did a social experiment for yourself and, and almost like you took a course on yourself, you know? And I think that's so cool and something that we don't like, we don't get to, I mean, we can, anybody can, but we don't do that. And I think asking for feedback and I mean, it's up to you like to, like to, like you said about like accepting, it's up to you to decide like if you want to take the feedback to heart or not, but you learned so much about yeah. yourself and that is so yeah. cool and that's something that like asking for feedback or not I wish more people would approach dating with the mindset of like instead of needing the first date or the second date whatever to go amazing to like instead of needing to impress somebody or to make them feel like they need to see you again like the better way to approach a date is to say, I hope I have a good time tonight and I hope I learn something. And that learning can be about you, about them, about their job, about a new type of food, about something in the world that you didn't know before. Like it could be anything about dating too, but it's just, if you do that, you can have a much better, more positive experience with dating. And, and that's what you did. And I think that's so wonderful. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I wrote down another note here that is just uh, what I find when I speak to friends who are going through this process now dating on whichever app or without apps that are like just, you know, meeting people in real life. <laughs> uh, they a lot of people tend to have like these requirements of maybe not so much like an age range. I think an age range requirement is like a good thing. Um, yeah. Requirements more like oh, if I don't get a number within like 10 messages, I'm just moving on. And I'm just like, that is the most ridiculous requirement. Like, and, and it made me realize when I was first starting out dating like years and years and years ago, I kind of had a same mentality. Maybe this is like a emotional uh, intelligence maturity thing again, but what it ultimately became was let the conversation just vibe and flow. And when the number happens, the number happens. Maybe it's not even a number. Maybe it's like, like I've, I have a, I have a pet with a pet Instagram. Maybe it's like, hey, follow my my dog on on Insta. And like conversations naturally start there. And it's like an easy way. It doesn't have to be so by the book. Like let it just like flow and vibe out properly. Um, but yeah, I do provide that insight to my friends who are going through it as well. And what I find is that it actually helps people when they hear that like, 
it doesn't need to be so much of a step one, step two, step three, and just let it happen is it leads to way more success than not. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and like you said, it's like everyone's different. So maybe some people really do want to give their number out immediately and some people don't want to, or someone's had a mm-hmm. bad experience before and they don't feel comfortable doing that right off the bat. That doesn't mean they might not still be like perfectly compatible for you. Like I, I totally agree. I think people really limit themselves. And I think a lot of people are filtering out the right people for them because they think that they want somebody or they have this idea of who their person is. And and that idea might be completely not what it's supposed to be. I mean, for me, I, um, when my boyfriend and I matched on hinge, he messaged me, I didn't answer and he messaged me again. And most people are, have the perspective of like, Oh, like that person double texted you. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, Ew, that's so desperate. And I was like, no, like that's, I really appreciated that he did that. And clearly thank God he did. And thank God I didn't think that was weird, but so many people would think that's a red flag and would like look the other way and walk away. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one down. I'm gonna I'll, I'll match yours, and I'm gonna raise you another. So when when my fiance and I matched, we matched on Tinder, had a conversation, fizzled out. Then we matched again on Bumble, had a conversation, uh, fizzled out. We matched again on Chase Swipe, uh, had a conversation, fizzled out, and then Hinge had a conversation and fizzled out. But then months went. Oh by. my god. And and I, I some apps are different. Like after you match, like I know J Swipe works in a way where after a certain amount of time after not speaking, you are unmatched, and then you could swipe each other again. And so we just kept on matching on every single app. And if we had a conversation, it just fizzled. And I don't know. I ghosted her. She ghosted me. Like it just kept on going. And I don't even remember how many times we matched and had a conversation. She might remember, um, but eventually it got to the point of like, okay, let's like meet up and actually do this. And when we did that, it it reminds me of your experience because I remember seeing her profile on like every app during like the year that I was single, I did not swipe her. Like I, I actually remember to this day, I remember seeing it and like, mm, I don't know if that person's right for me. And I arbitrarily just moved past it. Um, and then, of course, if you pay for these apps, you get to see who swipes you a lot of the time. And I would notice that, you know, her face would come up every so often and, hey, this person has swiped you. And I don't know what it was, but one day I decided it was on Hinge. Uh, on one day, I saw her profile come up again. And I was just like, wait a second, let me look at this again. And w- not what she wrote, because what she wrote was great. But I was looking at her photos. Very, I was trying to be so open-minded because she's literally a drop-dead gorgeous human. Like from head to toe, inside and out, the most beautiful girl I have ever met in my entire life. But on a hinge profile, or better yet, a dating profile, you can't make that determination. And when you meet somebody in person, it is like so different than just seeing them on an app. Some people are very photo uh, friendly. Some people are just not photogenic at all she falls somewhere in the middle i'd say as far as her dating profile is concerned now every time i see her face on my screensaver that pops up or on my phone background i get i get butterflies i get like so excited because she is the most beautiful human ever um but at the time i remember i'm like i'm zooming in on her face and i'm like hmm that's a smudgy photo. It's like pixelated. I can't go to the next one. So I go to the next one and I'm like, I can't see her face. She's like, where, like, it's just a weird angle or something was blocking it. I go to the next one. I'm like, okay. It was like of her skiing. And I remember she was wearing this really cute pink jacket. She was smiling. And although her, her head and below her chin were covered, I saw her face and I was like, you know what? She, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about this one. And so I swiped right or I, I accepted the chat and we started chatting 
yet again. And I, like for the life of me, I didn't remember chatting before because there had just been so many conversations. <laughs> and she yeah. called me on it being like, why did you ghost me? And I'm like, I didn't realize I ghosted you. And that was like an honest to God answer. It wasn't coming from totally. a place of, that we all, I need to we get out of the that. trenches. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Um, but then we eventually decided to meet and I shit you not when she, she came over for our first date, we had it on, on my patio outside. We had, uh, we had drinks and just hung out. Um, and I remember her walking down the path and me seeing her for the first time. And I shit you not, I double, triple, quadruple took her. Like she was, okay. She looks like her dating profile. Like she wasn't like, you know, some people are like, I don't know, uh, five six on their dating profile but then you get there they're like four two or like six three they're like just so different (laughs) she was exactly like her dating profile um but she was just so much better in person and then she opened her mouth and I was like oh my god your voice is stunning it makes gives me butterflies and not just that her smile and her warmth her personality like everything came through so it was just like, oh my God, where am I? I'm like, how did this happen? I've seen you so often on all of these apps and we're only meeting now. And I like, I brain like, myself. How did like, I pass this guy? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Wow. And then we hit it off and I'm very cognizant of like not wanting to let myself down. So no matter how excited I got about dates or different people that I was meeting, I really just continued on. Like, as in, I didn't date, I think it's evident now, I didn't date one person at a time. I I did uh, bounce around, and I was very open with it. If somebody asked me, you know, are you seeing other people? Yeah, I answered truthfully. And that's something that you don't want to hide. You want to be very clear about that, because some people don't vibe with that at all. Um, and uh, I think you need to be respectful of it. Um, but I think it was between our first and second date, I just said, fuck it. And I messaged all the other girls that I was seeing at that time. I messaged every date that I had set up that I hadn't met yet, because there were a lot like my friends would call me and be like, so how many dates do you have this week? Uh, Counting Sunday and the weekend going into Monday. It's a long weekend. Uh, 27. And it's like, what are you talking about? It's Thursday. <laughs> it's like, it's right. ridi- it was ridiculous. That's an exaggeration. But still, it was kind of like that. And so I jumped the gun and I was just like, sorry, I really like meeting with you, but I met somebody recently and I think I owe you that respect. Um, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'll reach out. But like, I'm not available. Like, don't, don't message me again. Sure. You know, and in a very tactful, diplomatic way. And you know what people's responses were? Most people, I'm going to say 99% of the girls that responded to that text were like, oh my God, thank you so much for telling me. And like, best 100%. of luck. Yeah, totally. Because yep. we're all I, going towards the same objective, right? I've received that text. I've sent that text. Whenever I, some, like if somebody said that to me, I was like, that is so awesome. Like, thank you so much for being honest. I'm really happy for you. I hope it works out. And if it doesn't like hit me up, I'll be here. Maybe. Yeah. And and then they appreciated that. But like, I was like, I, on one hand, it's like, oh, I like this person better now because like they were honest and I know they're a good person for that. But no, I think it's the best thing you can do. It's a hundred times better than ghosting somebody because there's literally no reason for you to just not be honest with somebody and to let them know and like give them that closure and let them know that like they can move forward and move on. And, you know, I actually, I sent that text to a few people also after my third date with Jake, where I was like, okay, like I want to give this a real shot. And there were like, 
three people, one I had been talking to and two that um, were setups that I was supposed to plan dates with them. And I was just like, same thing. I was like, Hey, like, I'm so sorry to do this. But, like I, I met somebody recently and I, things have been going well and I really want to like give it a fair shot. Like I yeah. really appreciate you wanting to go out uh, and I wish you like the best of luck. And they were like, Oh, like that's super awesome. Like bummed for me, but really happy for you. Like he's a lucky guy. And it just makes the dating experience so much better for everyone. Right. People can do that. I totally agree. You know, what's funny. I just pulled up my notes. I had a carbon copy like note that I sent to everybody. <laughs> it oh was God, from the heart. Amazing. It was from the yeah. heart. Don't get me wrong, but it says, Hey, I don't think I'm going to be able to meet. I met somebody around the time we started chatting. And although it's super early on, I feel like I should give it my all instead of doubling up only fair to you and the other person don't want to lead you on. I know it's not the best message to receive, but it comes from a positive, good place. Hope you can understand that being said, since we like this, what I've added on to people who lived in my neighborhood mm -hmm. that being said since we live close and you see me don't hesitate to say hi platonic friendships are always welcome uh wishing you all the best oh i love that you know? that's yeah. so great and, and, and like, you can I, tell it's genuine like even if you sent the same message to a few people like you can tell it is genuine yeah right and then there was okay but there are a couple people there are like the odd people that you would send that to i remember one so vividly oh funny per story about this person this was like years ago the last time i was single i sent out a similar message and um the response she had was like fuck you i absolutely hate you you're the worst you're an asshole and i was just like wait what like I'm so sorry that that's how this is being perceived, but just know that, you know, it's coming from a good place. Okay, fast forward to like a month ago, uh, my fiance and I, actually, the tr the COVID test that we needed to book in order to go on our trip where we got engaged, uh, we're getting our COVID test and she was the girl behind the counter giving the COVID test. No. And she and she remembered me and she remembered oh me and, and I'm like, oh, this, and I, okay, here's the embarrassing part. I didn't remember her until she called me out on it. She's like, do you like live around she said the major intersection near I live, where yeah. I live in Toronto and I was like yeah she's like this is awkward maybe I'm professional but I think we went on a date a couple times and I'm like oh what's your name I clearly saw her like name <laughs> tag um and she said yeah. her name and I'm like oh yeah you know when like somebody's like hey how are you doing and they think totally. they know you and you have no idea who they are so I'm like oh yep. yeah how, how have you been it's good to see you again and it was just it was so funny it was one of those awkward oh scenarios God. and then i went back to my notes and i was just like is this the person i think it was and it was the person who was like fuck you you're an asshole and like it was that person who sent me that vengeful text and it was just it comes full circle <laughs> Oh my God. That is so wild. Yeah. I mean, like if somebody's going to respond like that to a text like that, to any type of anti-ghosting or like, let's just be friends text. Like, yeah, that's a them problem, not a you problem. It's a reflection on totally. them. Like truly. Um, yeah. okay. I have two final questions for you before I wrap this up. My first one being your fiance, did she ever hear about these dates, the notes, all that? If so, how did she react to that? My my fiance and I are very clear about our dating history. Like we don't get so clear on every granular detail, but we do talk about it. And when it does come up, it's more so noted that, hey, we've both been on a million dates. You know, she doesn't know my number. She doesn't necessarily know the detail in regard to note taking, but she knows that I did keep track and uh, mm -hmm. to a very specific degree. Now, if you were to ask one level closer, like go to one of my closest friends, they know like the 
they know every detail. Um, that being yeah. said, I don't shy away from sharing things with my fiance and she knows that I constantly take notes because here's what happened. I met her and I noticed something very special between us. So I continued taking notes and up until, what is it? It's April 12th today. So up until March 26th, I was continuously taking notes with her because on the 25th slash 26th is when we got engaged. And the way that I was looking at that is, okay, this kind of tells a story in a way. It started out as note-taking, but in a way it then shaped itself as a story of like, how did I find my person and how did our relationship come to be? I haven't really taken notes since, but I wanted to remember things. And it's funny because as her and I talk, we're like, hey, do you remember this, this, that from like when we first started dating? And I'm like, aha, yes, I do. And I pull up my notes and I'm like, that is what happened because I have it right here. Um, but I realized 20 years from now, I'm going to want to look back on this. Not the time before her. I don't care about that. Right. Um, what I care about is from date one until now. Date one with her specifically until now. And I want to remember that. And I know my memory. I'm going to forget things. And so here it is. It's in ink and I have it. Um and I might continue taking notes, maybe in preparation for our wedding and things like that. But she has been there very clearly seeing me on my phone take notes. And she's like, what are you writing? And I'm like, oh, well, I just, I always take, she knows that I take notes. So she's just like, I, I tell her, I'm, you know, don't want to forget things. So I'm writing things down. And she loves that. She knows it's almost like a, turn into like a journal, maybe like a diary a little bit, you know? Um, and yeah, she's a, such a big fan of it. She hasn't read anything. It's very personal and very private. There's nothing in there that she would be shocked to to learn, like right. nothing about her that would be really bad. It's actually quite positive. Um, but yeah, that it's a very personal thing that she is completely aware of. Yeah, oh, I love that so much. And yeah, I mean, we're literally the same person. It's so funny because like I remember <laughs> when I started taking notes of like mine and Jake's dates, like and I, I told him he thought that was so cool. He was like so into it. And like, that's something where I feel like most people would think like, that's really weird. And like my friends are like, oh my God, like he's okay with that. And I'm like, yeah, he loves it. It's a shared iCloud note at this point. Okay. <laughs> hey, so that's taking it to another level. That's like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's something where it's like, I love that she loves that about you. And that's mm. something like it's, it's part of who you are and, and that's part of who I am. And I think it's like really cool that we've like in, that we've stuck with it. I think it's like the most special thing ever that, and I've taken a one second a day video since the day I graduated college. So we're six years in and that's like the greatest thing I've ever done for myself in my life. Highly recommend. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, I like that idea yeah. too. And it's weird because like at the beginning, when you start doing, you're like, is this going to be worth it? And, but if you stay yeah. the course, you realize there's something very exactly. special about it. I'm looking back at my notes. Uh, her and I have been on officially 135 dates. Oh, amazing. I love that but, but so I'm, much. But I'm counting in like a cruise, which was 10 days. We went to LA and, and uh, into New York with each other. Like that counts as one date. Whereas, so like the 135 is really more like maybe 200 by the time you count it all together. Exactly. Yeah. I, we count even like if we just like, if Jake comes over to the apartment and we watch a sh an episode of a show, like we count that as a date. So like, totally. We're, yeah. at, two we're at, we're at two Oh six right now. There, which is crazy. there you go. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Okay. Oh. Quick before, before I let you go. Um, how did you propose? We need to know. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
this was sort of in the making very very much communicated between me and her like we spoke about hey you are my person i don't want to be with yeah. anybody else ever other than you you know and we were we both felt the exact same way so one day uh, several months ago I got in the car and we're like, okay, we're going somewhere. It's a surprise. And we got out of the car. She's like, where are we? Like, we were just on the street. A few restaurants were around just in the neighborhood. I knew exactly where we were going. We had an appointment. Um, and uh, she got out of the car, walk her in. And I was like, are you ready to maybe look at a few rinks and styles? And she's, she cried. She was so happy. She was so into it. She Aww. was just, she was grinning the whole time. This wasn't the proposal. This was merely just yeah. a, a, a very fun way inclusive way of me finding out her ring size and the kind of ring that she wanted and she was totally all for it and so she chose of course when we went in I didn't get the ring through them um but they were very vocal being like oh you are this size ring and so I was like "Uh uh-huh on my phone like noting it down like very (laughs) very smoothly and um then I had uh we discussed styles we we developed the ring I mean she didn't know that I actually had it custom made and custom designed um but I had it I had it in my house, which she was pretty much living in at that time, uh, somewhat in the open, and she didn't see it at all. Uh, And uh, what happened was about, uh, I don't know, four weeks before we got engaged, she made a comment being like, when are you going to propose? I'm like, well, it takes a long time to make a ring. I had the ring like beside me, but like, I didn't say I didn't have it. I'm just like, it takes a long time. She's like, okay. So like June, July, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like around that. She's like, okay. Then there was another occasion, went to her house for dinner. And of course I don't want to screw this step up. Um, Me uh, and her father take our dogs out. They have a family dog and we're walking on, we call it the belt line. And and, and it's like the old train tracks where people go on like jogging and stuff. And so we take our dogs out together and I'm just, like look I need to talk to you about something and of course I'm asking him for permission he comes back in the house grinning like an idiot like he he's he gives a tell <laughs> oh like like such a tell um his answer to me by the way is like what the fuck took you so long which I really appreciated oh, I, I I love that. that her family is so inclusive and so happy for us and such a fan of us that like it just puts a smile on on my face and hers anyways so I moving love forward. your love so much. Aw, thank you. <laughs> so moving forward, that night we got home. She's like, so why was my dad smiling so much? Like, what was that grin for? I was like, I don't know. Maybe he was just happy that, you know, everybody was together. The whole family was there. Like, I kind of like bullshitted my way through answering that. And she was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But like, whatever. Time passes. We planned to go on this cruise around that time. And uh, thankfully, Royal Caribbean, they're a client of mine. So I reached out to them. I had a connect on the inside. And I was just like, look, this is the plan. We're coming on this cruise. I want to do something very special. I don't want it to blow it up. Like, I don't want to, like, have thousands of people around witnessing this. But I thought maybe they could get involved and make it just, like, a touch more special. So we were on the Anthem of the Seas, uh, in case any listeners know what that ship is. They have this really cool, call it a ride more like maybe an observation deck on that cruise ship called North Star. And what it does is this articulating arm, I could get the measurement wrong, but maybe 80 feet, 100 feet, hangs off the boat and does like a whole 360 around. So you're like hanging over the ocean and and it's like a ride meant for like 20 people to fit into it. It's like a 16 minute ride. It's like a big thing. And usually if you want to get that alone, like it costs a lot of money. You got to like rent it out. It's like an almost like an event space that they have. Um, so I got in touch with Royal. They were like, okay, 
two options. Do it on the Jack and Rose Titanic moment at the front of the ship with fireworks. That's at night. Or you do it like on the North Star during the day. And it just so happened the North Star, the timing, it just worked out better. And so we chose that. And uh, here's the thing, the day before I proposed, um, I was like, I, I went up to her and I'm just like, look, I was on the boat deck and there was like this raffle. I, I don't I don't know what it was, but I put your name down, not mine. So you might win something. I have no idea what it was. She fell for it, of course. And we yeah, went to dinner. We got we got back from dinner. There's a voicemail on our phone. And it's, of course, the spa at, on, on, the, on the ship, Vitality. And they're like, congratulations. You won a manicure. Give a come on down. Oh, and my like, God. You know, really? Tomorrow. Is. Tomorrow at 4 p.m., which was a very specific time because they wanted to do it at another. Like, I got the spa involved, and they're just like, sure, we're going to play into this. She, she like, in quotes, she won a manicure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally random. Brilliant. She totally won it. Um, <clears throat> she was so happy because her polish was, like, you could see that she needed one. And if I'm going to do this, I know that's special to her. So um, while she went to get her nails done, I then, of course, had a meeting with the people running North Star and to go through the whole plan, plant the GoPro, like make sure I understand everything that's going on. And she finished, it was a one hour manicure, is great. Um, she finished early, which really pissed me off because I'm like, I can't let her come to the boat deck. If she comes to the boat deck and she sees this, it's, it, we're, we're, we're fucked. And so she thankfully texted me from the room being like, hey, I'm back in the room. I'm like, good, stay there. I'm, I'll come meet you. <laughs> and so I went down eventually and uh, brought her up. We went on and she's like, hey, how come there aren't any, like, how come there's nobody on this ride but us? I'm like, I don't know. It's really weird. I asked the person there that was working. Of course, they know who I am and I know they are. But I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. This is my my girlfriend, so on and so forth. Well, how come there's nobody with us? They're like, oh, nobody else booked it. It's, it's just you guys and the technician who's going to be in there with you. Um, and so as we walk in, I tap the GoPro. Beep, 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 beep. She didn't hear it at all. I'm like, thank God. Yep. Um, and it starts rolling. And keep in mind, it's like a 16 minute thing. I'm not doing it until like the last five minutes. So we're in there for a while. We're we're seeing the ocean and the cruise ship from above. It's like it's really cool. And like behind me, like near, if you could imagine me putting my phone near my butt, kind of like I put it behind me and I feel this tug. The the agent, like the technician, has it. She she took my phone from mm -hmm. me, and because she's gonna stand there filming. Um, yep. but. I guess she missed the memo that I was going to do it at the end. So she starts recording right away. And my fiance turns around, sees her. And I'm like, the phone's right there. Like, what are you recording oh, for? No. Yeah. <laughs> but like, whatever, we play it off. And she didn't even notice, which was great. She just thought that it was the, the technician sending messages, like texting her friends or whatever. Didn't realize right. it was my phone. Um, and then towards the end, I went up to her and I was just like, you're my person, right? And she's like, yeah, total person. And I'm like, that's good because like, I really want to make this permanent. And then I got down on one knee and my mind went blank and I had this whole <laughs> speech prepared and I couldn't get a word out. And then she just interrupted me and she's like, yes, 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 yes. And Aww. the boat deck went insane. The people that were, because they were all clapping, cheersing, people well, were popping champagne. It. Oh yeah, it's God. very, it's, it's very no, I'm viewable. I'm staring at from pictures of it right now. Everybody should look it up. Like, that's so <laughs> cool. Oh, and, like, I got, my I God. Got it. I've got to give it to Royal. They really helped us, helped me make this thing a thing, you know, um, we came down hugging, kissing, like it was such a celebration. Champagne was popping. Like thankfully we had like the drink package, so we didn't have to buy any, but they were opening them anyways for everybody. Everybody was having champagne. It was such like a good vibe. Um, and then there was like That's a few incredible. couples. We, 
few couples we met the day before that were there and they filmed it coincidentally. So thankfully we got like an exit video as well. So yeah, that, and that's, that's, that's the story. I'm so glad I asked because that is an incredible, incredible story. Like every detail of that is the dream. Oh my God. Aww, oh, congratulations. Thank She's you. so lucky to have you. You're so lucky to have her. I, I'm the luckiest I from smiling. Oh, oh my god! Well, I'm glad okay. I could bring a smile to your face. Hopefully, people listening to this brought us it brought one, a smile to their face as well. One million percent. Okay, last last question. I ask everybody yeah. this: What's the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? Oh boy, that's a really good question. I'd say keep an open mind. A hundred percent. Open mind and personality is everything. You know. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but I think that's it. It's like, if you go into a date and they're not the right vibe, there is something to pull from that. Somebody once told me that there's no such thing as a bad meeting or interaction. It could be with your complete enemy, but there is a positive lesson to take from that interaction. So in the realm of dating, I look at it the exact same way. It's a learning experience and just being open and being appreciative of somebody else and the opportunity that you have that other people don't is something to take to heart and um, just keep smiling and keep, keep your head up. It's, it's a game of, it's a game of time and patience. 100%. Oh my God. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. This was amazing. Thank you so much for being here and, and for coming on and to everyone who listened, I hope you enjoyed that proposal story as much as I did, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, Don't forget to send this episode to a friend who you think would benefit from hearing it, which is every single one of your friends. So send it to the group chat. Don't forget a five-star rating and don't forget to give a five-star rating and review. And of course, if there's anything that you want to share on Unfiltered, shoot me an email at seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello everyone, I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!